Hello. Yes, hello one and all. Good evening and welcome to the Woe Pony Podcast Live, recorded from Riverside Radio in Battersea, London. How art thou this fine evening? It's been quite nice weather today, so I've seen outside my bedroom window. Can't say I've actually really been anywhere today. I um, in all honesty, I've not felt very well today. <laughs> I've had um, a bit of a, a poorly tummy from the front. <laughs> Which I'm sure is information that you didn't actually need. Um, but look, I'm here. It's Grace Clark with you until eight o'clock and I'm as brutally honest as it gets and I don't care. Um, today on the Woe Pony podcast. Each week we bring to you a topic which we gab, banter about. It's just me this week. Last week we were joined by the incomparable Joshua Bowness. He is off living his best life today, um, probably in Chai, Chichester. Chai is what the locals call it, if you're um, cool. But um, I only call it that because Josh has told me that's what it's called. I'm not quite cool enough to pull off chai. Um, So this week I'm going to be visiting the topic of spooky, a Halloween special. I've found some stories online that are a bit weird, a bit spooky, a bit odd, a bit scary. And I thought, well, with Halloween next Monday, why not? So that's all going to be coming to you during this show today. And if you're listening live on the radio, I've got some bangers coming up, which I would consider maybe kind of like Halloween-y theme. Um, you might not agree, but I think they get me in a bit of a Halloween-y vibe. They make me want to put on lots of makeup and a costume and go out for a drink with the friends and um, have a bit of a boogie, but in a spooky way. <laughs> So join me until 8pm this evening and um, if you're listening on the radio, as I said, we've got some tunes coming up. If you're listening to the podcast, we will be right back. Well, hello, cool cats and kittens. I don't know. I don't know why I said that. I don't even know where I've heard that. (laughs) Well, this is going well, isn't it? Um... 11 minutes in and I've already been the lamest I could probably possibly be. But welcome back to the Woe Pony podcast. Uh, This is being recorded live from Riverside Radio in Battersea in London. It is uh, a fine evening outside. It gets dark considerably earlier than I recall. So that's that's quite off-putting and also quite striking of an evening. But, you know, we live, we get through it. It gets that time of year where... I start work generally quite late and now when I'm leaving to go to work it's dark and then when I come back it's still dark because it's very late but that's a bit demotivating isn't it you've had a whole day and then you go into your job <laughs> but anyway back to the Woe Penny podcast Grace Clark here with you for another well if you're listening live on the radio 45 minutes of me if you're listening on the podcast you'll have another about 20 or so so look 
make of that what you will if you're listening on the radio i hope that's enough time and if it's on the podcast i hope it's I don't know where I was going with that thought. Anyway, I keep clapping myself out of these moods. (laughs) This week's topic of the week, if you're an avid listener, you'll know that we we pick something and we gab and chat rubbish about it for the time that we have left of the show. This week I've chosen spooky, weird, ugh, as the topic. Halloween. Halloween special. It's Halloween on Monday. I think it's probably my favourite holiday of the year, probably. I was very into the dressing up when I was little... Um, still am now however as I've gotten older I have very I have fewer places to go uh, which as you can imagine is an actual it's quite odd isn't it (laughs) I hate myself Josh is gonna absolutely rip me for that but I found some stories on the web as it were um, of weird things weird spooky halloweeny vibe things that you almost won't believe are real as usual i've not sort of read all of each story i've just kind of spoke uh, scoped them out sort of proofread them to check there's nothing naughty in it and um i'm gonna live the reaction with you at the same time so let's get into it and um have some Halloweeny fun. Oh, I wish I had some spooky sound effects, but I don't actually know how to do them on the system. But if you're watching on uh, the YouTube channel or indeed on TikTok, which apparently has become my life now, then um, I'll add some in there, shall I? I'll add in some spooky sound effects like, woo. <laughs> Moving on, Grace. Okay. First little story, two lines, just to ease us in. My mum has been struck by lightning twice she was inside her house both times and in two different houses talk about bad luck see i was about to say i'm not sure if that's real or not but the purpose of these stories is that they're not they're so shocking and weird they're unbelievable so (laughs) i guess it's doing quite well the next story says i have the rarest type of synesthesia people don't know what synesthesia is i mean i struggle to say it it's when your senses intertwine Uh, with your body differently so this person has the rarest type which means that she can taste words it's called lexical gustatory lexical gust no i'm gonna say that i was right the first time confidence and less than two percent of the population have it i have to physically say the words out loud to taste them so reading them silently to myself won't do it okay i was gonna say what a nightmare When I was younger, I'd always repeat words that tasted good in my head, but avoid saying words that tasted bad. That's odd, isn't it? Hmm. I wonder what Grace tastes like. Moving swiftly on. (laughs) Little story number three. I'm allergic to the cold. I get intense hives and swelling. I pass out and throw up. It doesn't even have to be freezing. If it's below 45 degrees Fahrenheit, I don't know what that is. What's 45 degrees Fahrenheit? Someone shout it out. (laughs) Degrees to Celsius, because I'm uncultured. Oh, seven seven degrees Celsius, that's not, I mean, it's chilly, it's nippy, but it's not very cold. Oh gosh, you, you better be layering it up. If it's below 45 degrees Fahrenheit and I'm without a jacket, I can't do it. I have to carry an an EpiPen with me in the event that I drink something too cold or have a severe reaction. There's a dog barking outside. (laughs) 
probably no one else can hear that, but it distracted me so much I had to redress it. I don't like it when people ignore things, and I think it's better to address them. Um, imagine being allergic to the cold. That is so stupid. <laughs> not judging this person here but that is just really stupid like you'd be having allergic reactions all the time no and oh that's too much life planning you've got to always carry a coat with you in the summer probably fine but i don't know i don't know let's not talk about it anymore um next story an elderly woman died three seats away from me on a plane we were only one hour into a seven hour international flight <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry this has actually just reminded me that i have a story of my own Sorry to that man or to whoever experienced that. That is very sad, very awkward. And I've always wondered how they deal with situations like that. Because even if they move the person, the, ho the air hostess has to deal with that. And then you've got to just keep on on your flight knowing that there's a, a dead person on the plane. Oh, dear. I've actually got a story of my own. So strap in. Mine's dare I say, mine's better than that story. And this is my own story. It's not something I've pinched off the internet. So a friend of a friend, a colleague um, at my workplace, told me that their daughter's friend is an air hostess. And uh, she was on a flight and an elderly woman brought her husband onto the flight and he was in a wheelchair. And um, she asked for some help transferring him from the wheelchair to the seat because he was asleep. Um, and they said, yep, no problem. And he looked very cosy. He was wearing a scarf and he looked very peacefully asleep and they didn't want to wake him. So they helped transfer him from the wheelchair to the seat. Um, they struggled a bit. And then that's when a fellow passenger who was a doctor came up to them and said, uh, excuse me, I I'm a doctor and I can tell you that that man is dead and appears to have been for some time. And uh, that's when the elderly woman, uh, the, the wife of the dead man, um, broke down into tears and said that she couldn't afford to have her husband's body flown back home. So thought that she'd declare him dead after they'd got their plane journey back because they'd already paid for the tickets. It's just, I've got a lot of questions in that scenario. Still, I, I got told it a couple of months ago by a friend from work and I've still got a lot of questions. Why did, I mean, I know that some people do can do really silly things or desperate things if, if they've not got the money for stuff, but you, you can't just carry your husband's dead body around an airport. How did no one notice as well at the terminal before before they left how did he get all the way to the plane <laughs> i think it's because i think there's an element of um people are a bit more respectful if it's an elderly couple they'll give them the space they need or they'll assist them when they need to and so when she asked for assistance you know they they, they gave it to her but i mean imagine if that doctor wasn't there she'd have got away with it <laughs> Sorry, I know I shouldn't laugh, but 
weird in it uncomfortable I, I just can't think I can't stop thinking about how the air hostess must have felt or the air host imagine someone saying that and then you just sort of look down and you've just helped lift a dead body I did hear that apparently she needs some time off work awkward um, yeah Th- that was my little story that I have um <laughs> that I've not pinched off the internet for once. Um, let me know what you think of that story. It still haunts me and shocks me to this day. Um, on to the next one. When my nana was just a teen, she escaped a satanic cult and rescued 14 girls who had been kidnapped and were being hidden in the attic. Okay. <laughs> my dad's cousin was an activist in the 80s against the neo-Nazis, okay? One night he was in bed, but a family member had a bad feeling and decided to call him to see if he was okay. He got up to answer the phone, which was in the kitchen, and while he was on the call, a bomb went off in his bedroom. That phone call saved his life. Well, what are the chances? I mean, you know, that funny feeling you've got. What are the chances? My mum's a bit like that. She has the, the you know, intuition. Um, that's the sort of thing my mum would do. But I probably wouldn't have answered the phone if I was the dad in bed. <laughs> Although this was the 80s, actually. So, you know, people probably ignored their phones less. Nowadays, people are kind of sort, sort of sick of their phones because they're there all the time. No, anyway, we're, we're, we're branching off. Next story. I was cutting vegetables in my kitchen and a fly was buzzing around my head. So I swung around with a knife in my hand and somehow managed to slice the fly clean in half. Hmm. No, I am sceptical about that one. And I know that I'm supposed to be. That's very dangerous. Right, hold on. Let me just put, put myself in that kitchen. Slice in half. That w- you you have to be telling me that that blade on that knife was the sharpest thing on earth. It must have been, surely. I know that probably a fly isn't very hard to cut, but for that precision... Blimey, who do you think you are, Gordon Ramsay? That actually reminds me of another story. <laughs> I've got all my own stories today. Um, a friend told me once that they're... Um, there was a, a, a bee, or a wasp, in, in their house and their brother was getting really, really annoyed with it. And at the time, they were pinging um, stuff with elastic bands, you know, like, uh, what are they called? Slingshot. You know that thing that, like, Bart Simpson has uh, on The Simpsons? Um, and they were doing that and this, this wasp bee was really, really annoying them. So they decided to get a needle and just, you know, try and see if they could it. And um, it then it went down like a sack of spuds and they went over and the needle had pierced the bee wasp. And I would only not believe I would only not believe that if it wasn't my friend that told me. And I trust this friend that, that told me. How odd is that? Okay, maybe if I believe that, maybe I need to believe the kitchen knife one a little bit more. But that, isn't that... Phew, mental, mate. 
that would be something that you'd never be able to do again. You'd never live it down. It would be like those basketball videos where you throw it over your head backwards and you get it in. You can never do it again. Next one. <laughs> On a flight this past October, having recently had my first... Here's a big word. Did... <laughs> Having had my first diverticulitis flare-up, yeah, I'm going to say that's what it was, my lower intestine literally exploded from cabin pressure as soon as we got to cruising altitude. That's made me feel unwell. (laughs) I was in seriously bad shape by the time we landed, spent a week in a hospital out of state and then had to drive home and spend another two weeks in and out of hospitals where I live. Oh, that's me. this has made me feel a bit unwell. I don't know why. I didn't get one minute of our tropical vacation. Well, no, I don't, don't think you did get one minute of your tropical vacation. No one ever said don't fly, and half of the doctors don't believe it was the cabin pressure. But if you've ever had... Oh, the big word again. Diverticulitis? Um, you cannot fly for the military or government. So they know, but not many doctors know. How is that possible? How can people in the army know, not doctors know? There are doctors in the army. Hmm. Not sure. It's been another month since then and I just started to be able to move around again. Oh. Can you imagine? No, I can't even imagine. I don't want to imagine. That made me that made me feel a bit <laughs> Your tummy exploded. <laughs> Okay, one more before we moved on to see uh, some seats away. Before we move on to some contractually obliged adverts on the radio. If you're listening on the podcast, we'll be right back. One more. My dog has a nasty habit of scratching the door in the middle of the night. One evening, she wouldn't stop scratching the door for any reason. After calling her five times, I threw a pillow towards the door to make her stop. That's when she barked from right beside me. She'd been next to me the whole time. Well, if that's not a spooky story to end on before the um, before the commercial break, then I don't know what is. Um, we've got some tunes coming up if you're listening on the radio. And again, if you are listening on the podcast, we will be read a book. Welcome back to the Waypony podcast, uh, recorded live from Riverside Radio. Uh, studios in Battersea and this week we're talking spooky strange stories it is Halloween next Monday after all when this is recorded and um, I felt like doing a little bit of a Halloweeny special something a bit odd um, I've come across some weird stories that I was gabbing to you about earlier and I've got a couple more just before we end the show this evening and um, I've had another little browse not a full in-depth look though I like to react as I go along and as I read them sometimes it has appalling consequences the last story that I read made me feel quite unwell (laughs) so our first story uh for part two of the evening I have been struck by lightning another one struck by lightning goodness me bitten by a copper-headed snake Burned in a house fire, broken six ribs, lost most of my left lung and dislocated my eyeball all in the same year. Did you not have anything else to do? Did you have no other plans? Did you not have anything else to do? Were you bored? (laughs) 
I think it's the the struck by lightning and bitten by the snake that's that's quite uh, odd. Everything else sounds like it could have probably been in the same accident, but that doesn't sound like a very nice accident. <laughs> um, sorry to that man. Next one. My father had a heart attack many years ago and I showed up to the hospital at 3am. Given the time and the fact that he was in ICU, I initially wasn't allowed in. However, I was finally let in by a nurse who calmed me down and allowed me to see my father. He was so kind to our family throughout my dad's hospital stay. About six months later, my paternal grandmother was in the ICU for a medical issue and again we were cared for by this nurse. About a year later, I received a call from my dad telling me to turn on CNN. Turns out the nurse was Charles Cullen, who famously confessed to murdering... <gasps> who famously confessed to murdering up to 40 patients. Oh, my goodness me. I'm going to need to do some more Googling of that later or any other internet search engines that, that you might want to use. That is... Can you imagine that? God, your uh, your father or grandmother could have been... Oh, dear. Right, <laughs> on to the next one. I'm not sure if it's coincidental or not. We'll see about that. But celebrities die after getting their pictures taken with me. First, it was Storm Thorgerson. I don't know who that is. I met him at an art gallery in Chicago and got my picture taken with him. Nine months later, he died. They died. Dead, don't know. Then it was Carrie Fisher. I met her at Chicago Comic Con and got a photo with her. Six months later, dead. I'm trying to get <laughs> I'm trying to get a photo with Donald Trump. If anyone wants to help me test out my potential superpower. I cannot comment on that, but um I don't think, I think these are just coincidences. Nine months later and six months later, if it happened within the hour or a week later, then sure, but that's, that's nothing. It's just, they have their pictures taken with people all the time, I'm sure. Although I don't know who Storm Thorgerson is, I probably should know. But Carrie Fisher has her picture taken or had every day. It's a coincidence, babes. On to the next one. Hopefully prove better. Oh, it's a dog one, another dog one. When I was around eight, my dog followed my dad to wait with me for my school bus. While they were waiting, my dad saw Fluffy, <laughs> Fluffy get hit by a truck. Oh, so he took him and buried him. We then went out of town for the weekend, but on Sunday evening when we got home, Fluffy was standing on our porch. Dad couldn't believe it and told us I buried him on Friday. It turned out that Fluffy had just been knocked out cold, so he rose... <laughs> So he rose from the dead and waited on us to come home. Oh, you buried your dog alive. That's not very nice. How could you have not... <laughs> How could you have not known that he was still alive? There's a pretty big difference. <sighs> and you can't have buried him that deep. What did you do? Just throw some dirt on him? He got right up. And he didn't suffocate or anything. Mm, I'm not, now that I'm digging into this, I'm not quite sure that I believe it. But I'm supposed to not believe it. There's supposed to be unbelievably weird stories. Next one. My brain associates people with colours when I first meet them. Oh, another synesthesia one. The only colour I ever pay attention to is yellow. Yellow people are usually really... 
horrible people that I don't like. It's alarmingly accurate. I, I need more context for, for that one. If you know this person, could you get them to contact me? I need more context for that one. <laughs> Next one, I went to the hospital once with what felt like really bad period cramps. Sorry, I'm fiddling with something that I found on the desk. Just for context, if you could hear that little ping. Right, I need, I need to, I need to, I need to set it on fire just to get rid of it. Right. I went to the hospital once with what felt like really bad period cramps. They, they cut me open and pulled out an eight-pound human being. That's a bit of an extreme response if you went in and said you had period pains. These stories sometimes of uh, what do they call them? Cryptic uh, pregnancies. Um, is that what they call them? Yeah, when when you didn't know you were pregnant until you give birth or till just before. I find them very strange. I know that usually it's it happens a fair bit with, with larger people, but I've read some stories. I think I saw some stuff on Dr. Phil once. Um, very odd. Very odd. I would recommend watching those clips on YouTube, by the way. <laughs> um... Okay, extreme response. Um, you're happy about it. That sounds like something from an alien horror film. Moving on. I have an inverted heart. My blood pumps the opposite way in my body than everyone else. You guys are pumping east. I'm pumping west. Hmm. East. Which way? What, east if I'm looking at it forward or if you're looking at it? It's irrelevant. <laughs> Well, good, good for you. Next one. Right, the next one starts off really well, guys. It says, I have seen my own intestine. <sighs> okay, this might have to be the last one until <laughs> we end the show. This starts, I have seen my own intestine. Since somebody asked, a semi-truck blew a red light as I was pulling out of the hospital I worked at. The emergency department crew ran out. Sh oh, Dear, shoveled me off the asphalt and ran me inside. If it had been anyone else, I'd have bled out before an ambulance arrived. It broke my left everything, including ten ribs, many of which wound up in my in my lung. One of which is still unaccounted for. You've lost a rib. There are things you lose in life. You lose your phone. You lose your your keys. Your wallet. You lose a boyfriend you don't lose your ribs <sighs> i was fortunate enough not to suffer any spinal damage but i did lose my left leg below the knee i've made a mostly full recovery less the leg and significant lung functionality if you oh dear this person's graphic if you think of how a grape sp <laughs> splits open when you squeeze it too hard you'll have the right idea i didn't need to think about that it was already detailed enough before you gave me the grape analogy that is horrific but a great uh topic to, to end on that is uh, unfortunate Pleased for you that you made a, a mostly full recovery. I mean, you know, you could get a fake leg. That's easily. I'm sad for you that you've that you've lost a rib. I don't know if you really need it or not. Uh, 
this is intense this is intense but i think it's the best place for us to end on uh, for the evening um thank you very much for joining me this eve um at the Woe Pony podcast um, if you would like to follow me on the socials because apparently I'm popular now on TikTok <laughs> it's the lamest thing to say that you are popular but look I'm just telling you what's happening um, yeah at Woe Pony podcast TikTok Instagram Twitter blah 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 watch us on the YouTube channel if you'd like to see my weird face and um, have a lovely rest of your week and I'll see you next week uh, bye night mum <laughs> <laughs>